Here we go with another installment of Banker with a Beer presented by Northwestern Bank. I'm Scott, joined across the way, as always, by Jerry. Jerry, we're in the the warm month seasons now at the time of this recording. Uh, There's always a little bit more pep in the step between you and the guests, I know, when we get to this time of the year. That's right, Scott. I mean, this is the time where we enjoy. Wisconsin is built for summer, and uh, this is a time we get to celebrate it. So our guest is going to be here today uh, talking about a great Eau Claire event of the summer, and we are going to be enjoying the conversation with a beverage that is specifically designed for the summer. So very much a summer-oriented uh, program. So our guest today is Eric Anderson, the director of the U.S. National Coob Championship. Eric was on last year. We're going to have him back. Uh, the championship is going to be bigger and better, so uh, we'll be talking about that. And to, as always, lubricate the conversation, we have a wonderful hazy IPA from Brewing Project called the Dare Mighting Things. So I will be pouring the beverage. And, and as a side note, Scott's kind of uh, taking one for the team here today. Uh, IPAs aren't his, uh, his foray, but he's willing to uh, give this one a go. So, uh, Scott, thanks for, uh, for stepping up. Hey, I, the way I look at it, this just means we're one step closer to having a Utica club. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, while the beverage is being poured, let's get uh, Eric into the conversation. Again, a, a veteran of Banker with a beer. And Eric, uh, let, let's jump right into, into this thing here. When is the U.S. National Coupe Championship this the, this summer. Yep. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on again this year. This is awesome. Um, the championship this year, championship weekend, is July 14th, 15th, and 16th. So we have Kid Coob on the 14th, and then the U.S. championship is on the 15th and 16th. And amazingly, uh, you go back now, it seems like it's only been a couple of years, but it's been now a few years since this activity, uh, this summer pastime, this sport has really become a in, ingrained in the community, isn't it? Oh, for sure. I think we've, I mean, we've maxed out with, partic- with teams the, probably the past six or seven years, um, and it's just, it's just growing more and more. And uh, as we were talking a little bit before the show started here, we filled up on, on April 24th. The record before that was end of May. So we, um, people want to play, they want to participate. We got players coming from, I think, 22 different states, and uh, two additional countries, Sweden and Germany. Um, so there was a big demand this year for people to come here. So people are really, really excited, and a lot of the local teams are really excited to host um, host the championship as well. I know I've, uh, Jerry, I've called him before the godfather of Coob <laughs> here, in, uh, here in Eau Claire. And uh, now that we are getting through some, some years now, uh, I'm sure there are a few others that are becoming grizzled veterans of the sport, whereas it was you in a very, very small pocket just a, a few short years ago, we now have a number of people in town that are very much on par with you as far as knowledge, right? For sure. I, it, it's funny that you just said that. I got a um, message today from, from one of my friends, and he plays in Coob League, and this is probably maybe his fourth or fifth year playing Coob, and he sent me a screenshot of Coob League like three or four years ago, and it was a picture and his team and our other friend, um, they were the bottom two teams in Kubli, like 15th and 16th at the time. And right now, both of them are like in the top 10, top five, you know, 
playing against the top teams and it's just that growth here here locally people really want to you know they they see it as a game but they also see it as a sport a fun sport that they can compete in and they can do it with their friends they can do it with their spouse um and we have the the world's largest weekly coup league here and that's getting to be like you said uh, you know grizzly veterans that are playing and every week people get to play against uh, other top top players so it's it's awesome well uh, cheers to everybody oh, cheers. here yeah Love the brewing project. Yeah, it tastes like an IPA. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I say this, by the way, it, it's, it's nothing against the brewing project at all. And actually, the flavor is good. Scotty's body just does not react well <laughs> to, to hazy I, IPA. So nothing against the brewing project what, uh, whatsoever. Uh, just... Uh, I just don't like the I just don't like the brand there. But because you're a great guest, I will suck it up. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. True, true uh, teamsmanship and sportsmanship being displayed by you. Scott. Well, it'd be we no different that. if I was on a Coob team. You know, I'm right-handed, and you know, I'd throw my shoulder out. You know, sometimes right. you just got to grin and bear it when you're. Right. <laughs> you're well, what you know? Again, I'm very much a sports guy, but I know what I don't know, and I don't know Coob. What do you call the the blocks of wood when you're 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 throwing them. Coobs. Coop. All right. <laughs> well, don't I think the blocks, the blocks are the coobs, and then the, um, the things that you throw are sticks or batons. See, I, yep. it'd, be, it'd be no different than if somebody came up to me and, and said, hey, what's that? What do they call the ball they throw at baseball? And I'd be like, the, the baseball? Baseball. <laughs> so, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start in. You know, clearly, uh, Coob, at least locally here, has been on a roll. It continues to grow. Um, just to kind of get us caught up a little bit here now that we are out of the pandemic, did the pandemic slow the growth down here or given the fact that it was out of doors, did it actually enhance its growth or was it really kind of a non-issue? It didn't slow it. I'll tell you that. I know like, I mean, in 2021, when we hosted the championship, uh, we were hoping you know, in the past we had had a 128 teams like the past two or three years before that. And, you know, we didn't have it in 2020. And then in 2021, we had it and we were hoping that maybe we'd get like 80, 90 teams. I mean, we were, we were trying to be realistic and we had 122. I mean, we were, we were, we were almost full. Um, and then the next year we had 128 and then it picked up steam this year again, even more. Um, and the Eau Claire Coob League has, I think, a record number of teams that are signed up for that this year. So um, maybe in other parts of the country, maybe it slowed it down a little bit, but here, um, it's just like full throttle right now. I mean, it's and it's really, really exciting because you're seeing more people look at it as just a fun game and you're seeing more people looking at it as kind of a, a sport that they can play for a lifetime. You know, it's not something at a, at a high level. Like if you go out to the Eau Claire Coob League and you play, there's 10, 12, there's like 15, 20 teams that are like among probably like the top, let's say the top, 15 teams at the Eau Claire Coob League are among the top, like, 30 teams in the country. So, I mean, every week you get to play against the highest level of players, and I think people just are really excited about that that opportunity. One thing I've seen, and we've also seen the, the growth of, say, pickleball in the area, yep, yep. and just even more people that go out for, for runs and are yes. active in that uh, regard. H- have you noticed in the area, just overall, people want to be 
maybe more active. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I note this on a deeper level. You know, spectator sports teams, for instance, struggled for years in Duluth, Minnesota, mm-hmm. because that area has always been big into wanting to be active mm-hmm. in something as opposed to watching. And have have we noticed in this area, maybe this next generation coming up, you know, they don't mind you know, watching a sport, but they want to be doing something, mm-hmm. whether it is involved in a bowling league, a dart league, pickleball, or obviously Coop. Right. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. I mean, you look at the stores back, you know, two, three years ago and you couldn't, you couldn't buy a bike. Right. I mean, like everybody wanted to go out and bike. They wanted to run. They wanted to do these things and they really wanted to be out and be active. And I think maybe if, if it's okay to say that maybe one of the a good thing that came out of COVID maybe is that it got people out and it got people introduced to things being outside and being active. And there was this craving to be with people and to be part of something, I think. And I think like the Kube community, if you go out and you play in Kube league or you play in a tournament or you just, you know, see somebody at a park, like we're like a big community and it, it's so welcoming and so open. And I think people realize that that, they're like we're like born to be active and to be social and to interact with each other and that's that's what Kub League is. People at the at the at the Eau Claire Kub League, people will play and sometimes those games last maybe like an hour or maybe forty five minutes. Some of them people stick around for like another two hours and they just want to hang out with each other and play and you know maybe have a beverage or some you know some nachos or a burger or whatever at at Heartbreakers and and do that. But they they just enjoy being together and playing. Um, so I agree. I, I think for sure it's, at least for Kube, more, more and more people have wanted to, to, to start it up and play it. Well, back to the championship for a second. Yep. So, so you've limited it to 128 teams. I'm yep. assuming that's just the physical limit of your layout? Uh, right now, yep. So the soccer park is perfect. And again, shout out, a huge fist bump. Uh, shout out to the Eau Claire, the Parks and Rec Department. Awesome job. Um, that, that field holds about can hold 64 pitches and maybe it could hold like two or three more pitches but the way we have it set up it's like perfect for 64 two teams play at each time that's 128 that's divisible by you know as we know like march madness you know 64 32 all the way down so um we're kind of maxed out for space on that field maybe we could handle a couple more but 128 is this this magical number that we that we tried to get for many many years and then we got and then now now we're at it. Now, other than just first one in to register, is there any kind of a qualification you need to do, no. or, or do you have to go through some kind of a preliminary or a regional Mm-mm. or a sectional or something like nope. that? Nope. So the the whole premise of the whole thing, you know, when we started in 2007, is we just wanted to create an environment that that you know everybody was welcome, everybody would get to play with everybody. If you're a national champion, you might your first match of the day might be against somebody that plays once a year or maybe has you know has never played before but you you get to interact with that national champion and you get to do that so um we don't have any sort of qualification we don't have any sort of you know if you have to do this good or be be that good it's just all um registration open open april 1st and first come first in so was that kind of i mean from a, a, obviously you're, you're an outstanding player at coop but i mean it, when you're playing somebody like if you're golfing mm-hmm. and you're golfing with somebody who just has never played the game before mm-hmm. and you're a decent golfer you're kind of like come on i mean right right it, yep. it, and it's also kind of embarrassing for the person who's just yep. you know struggling to, to to get down the course is that the same with coop uh, maybe it depends on the individual. I don't think so. I think, I think, I think two things, right? So to be a really good player, 
you have to play really good no matter what your competition is, right? So we've all probably been in situations where we're playing against our team and, and they're not as good as us or maybe they're like not good and the, the game stays close for a while and you're not, you're not hitting your shots and you realize like now you're out of your head. You, know, you got to keep things in your head. The other thing is that I have found is that most people love the game so much that even at the championship, and, and I've heard stories of people that are national champions or really, really good, and they play in a, in, a, in a match against our team, and it takes literally like 10, 15 minutes. After the match, though, they'll introduce themselves again a little bit, and they'll give them some tips. And they'll say, hey, you should try this. You should try that. You're probably not going to do that before the match because you don't know how good or bad that team is, right? Sure. But at the end, you feel a little bit more comfortable, and I think a lot of a lot of really good players. And that's kind of the whole the whole premise of the game is to try to introduce people to to strategy and the and the tips. You know, there's there's different strategies of the game that if you're new to the game, you won't know. And sometimes it takes that elite player, that that world class player, or you know, that level of player to to introduce that to you, and then that then that will help improve your game. So outside of Eau Claire, where are the other hot spots of Coop? Yeah, the big ones, the Twin Cities for sure. I think, I, I, I mean, Eau Claire is it. Like that's the heartbeat. I think. I mean, we host the championship with the Coop Capital. Like half the teams in the championship are from here. If you said, okay, you take the top 20 teams in America, at least half of them are from here. If you take the top 40 teams in America, I think at least half of them are from here. We got really, really good players, and and we get out and we introduce it to people. The next biggest hotbed, and I think you know, they got what three and a half million people over there. It's the Twin Cities. I think that's that's a big big spot the next one is i think that like i guess i would throw in that southern wisconsin northern illinois area you know kind of that area has uh uh we get a lot of teams from there and there's and there's some tournaments down there as well that have some some pretty big numbers but i think i think the two biggest is for sure the chippewa valley eau claire chippewa falls and then um and then the twin cities any changes to the championship this year um not 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 changes in regards to rules or any sort of like special like those types of things we are we had a board meeting last night and we're going to introduce a couple fun things for the teams that uh, make it to uh, Sunday so the final 16 teams get to come back on Sunday and then they're in uh, four groups of four so they play group play in that as well so you play three matches against like literally world-class competition and the top four teams the top team in each of those four groups then goes to the semifinal. so if you advance to sunday we, we got a special little thing for you two actually some some neat little additions and then if, if you make it to the final four we have a neat a neat little thing as well um, but for the most part i mean i think we're dialed in i mean people have it it's a it's a blast girls in the run will be out there we're a fundraiser for girls on the run and they're going to be out there with their swedish brats last year they sold over 500 of this of the swedish brats last year um so yeah we're we're ready to go. Well, it's a Swedish brat. <laughs> a Swedish brat is a brat. Uh, it's wrapped in lefse. Lefse is obviously Norwegian, but it's it's wrapped in lefse. And then there's uh, spicy mustard in it, fresh dill, and then you know like that those fried onions you put on like coles, like a casserole or whatever. Mm, yeah. Hot dish. So that's all that's all rolled up into a a, a lefse wrap, and then you then you eat it that way. And there's your mouth's watering. So it's got left yeah, so, so they call it Swedish. Yeah, so yeah. It's, uh, but, <laughs> it's but cardiac arrest in your hand. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the game is from Sweden. So that's that was the whole premise. And Girls and Run's been serving food for us since 2008. Um, and they introduced the Swedish brat like in 2009 or 10. And people just stand in line for a half an hour for it. It's, it's unreal. So if 
you're new to Coop, you're new to the area, you're listening to the podcast. Uh, what's your recommendation? You know, you've never seen a Coop game or maybe you've seen it once. What's the best way to experience this as a spectator? Yep. I would say two things is, or I would say three things. First of all, come out to the championship and actually more people come out to the championship and watch than I think we've ever realized because it seems like I talked to so many people and they're like, oh, we've been out there, we've watched and we come out there every year and it's, you know, it's a great time. I'm like, who do you know that plays? And like, nobody, we just like to come and watch. So if you're new to the area um, or if you've never played, come out to the championship, watch, come out to Coob League. You can go out to the Eau Claire Coob League on Facebook and you can come out and watch. People will teach you how to play the game. Third of all, go to usacoob.org. Our email is usacoob at gmail. Email me, and if you have a group of friends or a family or whatever, we we have a pretty robust outreach program, and we'll go out to your house, your your area, whatever it is, and bring a couple coop sets, and we'll teach you how to play. Now, I don't want to start to over-expand things and things of that nature. We've seen, again, I use pickleball as the example, how that thing has just exploded to the point now there's there's professional circuits and there's there's competing now actual competing leagues and things of that uh, things of that nature where would you like to see coop go uh i would say regionally sometimes people try to take too big of a bite of the apple mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. where would you like to see it uh, see it grow would you like to see it have an even more of a a competitive level while still maintaining the the re- the recreational base that it has. Yeah. Would you like to see it being played in you know in in a you know the Son and Tag Center having a a match there with thirty five hundred people? Would you like to see that, or do you like? Hey, this is sort of kind of like the curling aspect of it. We're just out there throwing the coobs, having a beverage, maybe grabbing a Swedish brat. Right. Um, that's a good question. I I think we're going in the direction. I guess regionally. I mean, people have to realize that, like I just asked people last week at Coob League, I said, what's your favorite professional team? And they said, oh, Packers, you know, Brewers, whatever. And I said, would you rather have them win the Super Bowl, the World Series, NBA, or or would you rather win the U.S. Championship? All of them said the U.S. Championship. It is important. I've seen people cry because they lost. I've seen people cry because they win. So like hyper locally, like it's a big deal. It's a big, big deal for people that live in town. People think about it all the time. They, they think about, it's just, it's just who, who people are now. Like their team is their franchise. Like that's who they identify themselves with. So it's beautiful. Um, what I would like to see is I would like to see kind of, uh, um, I like to see a couple more tournaments in Eau Claire and in, in the Twin Cities. I like to see like a, a regional circuit, if you will, where you where you gather points throughout the season for the Eau Claire and the Twin Cities. Um, there's the East Coast Championship. There's a West Coast Championship. There's some state championships. I think all of them are, you know, I, I think it'd be great to have some more of those around the country. So I think... I think for what we can, you know, some people say, oh, should it be in the Olympics? I want, it's never going to be in the Olympics. It's never going to be. It, it can't. Like, there's, you have to have federations in all these different countries, and you have to do this, you have to do that. Like, like croquet is going to be in the Olympics before El Coub, right? But we can create, we can create what we want to create. Like, the infrastructure is there. We have a U.S. championship. We have state championships. We have an East Coast championship. We have a West Coast championship. Like, you can go to the, and people do, they'll, from Eau Claire, they'll go out to the West Coast Championship and they'll play and they'll come on, like, hey, I'm West Coast champ. And so, and it means something to them. Um, so I think, I think, 
like locally, I think we're there. I mean, people want to win the Eau Claire Coupe League. That's like the premier league in soccer, right? That's like the mm-hmm. biggest league in the world here in Eau Claire. It's so competitive, and people want to win that so bad in a good way. Nobody's jerks, right? So um, maybe I went well beyond that answer, but it's it's here. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's important to 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 note because you think of what the overall growth of a league and how big you want something to be is very important. So some people just keep growing, growing, growing with no actual idea of what they want it to be. And it seems right. like you're a happy with what things are, but also see potential for it to only continue to grow, right. which is good. I mean, ideally, I, like, I would love to see it be like a club sport in like the Big Rivers Conference or something. You know what I mean? Or in, in the middle schools or something, work with the PE teachers. And we're now we're finally back getting out. I was at North Star uh, a couple weeks ago. I've been at a couple of our schools. We had the Girls in the Run 5K. I was at um, at Pablo with, with Volume 1 at the Big the big Hubbaloo or whatever, however you say it. And just trying to get the kids into it and getting the parents into it. And and that's something that got lost for a couple of years for everybody. And so I think we really want to try to get those kids in playing, get those families playing. Um and let them play recreationally, but also let them introduce it to them that it's a sport. Like, there's some kids out there that are in middle school. They're like good players. It's fun to watch them, and they, it's and they can see like and they view that as a sport. And then one by Jerry, I'll let you talk. This is your podcast. Don't, 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 <laughs> Sorry, don't, Jerry. don't worry. I'll ask one more question, then I'll continue to nurse my IPA uh, here. But I think that's important. I think that's important. The, the the cool thing about activities like this and sports like this is that, and it's the same thing with things like bowling and what have you. That long after you're done playing football or baseball competitive competitively, you can still do this through your twenties, your thirties, your forties, your fifties, your sixties, and so on. But also, that doesn't mean somebody when they're in sixth or seventh grade can already pick up on something like this just like again say bowling there's some kids that when they're in seventh or eighth grade start to become great uh, bowlers but it's not a a contact sport unless you guys want to add that aspect right. next thing you know somebody can come out uh, there yeah, and throw ultimate, a shoulder ultimate coup <laughs> for for that but that's it is you always hear people throw things out it's something for all ages but it yeah. truly is something for all ages that can be enjoyed at different levels, at different ages. I'll just say this real mm-hmm. quick, and I'll just take 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. In in the final four last year, in in the semifinals, we had a we had a team that had a, a, a grandpa in there. I think he's like 75. I'm just gonna say he's 75. We had a, we had a kid in there that was a junior in high school. Like that that was the spectrum. And some people will look at that, and that that will minimize the sport angle. Oh, this isn't real. Some oh, 75-year-old guy, oh, right? Boy. And I would argue the opposite. Yep. 180 degrees different. Like, it makes it beautiful. It makes it just something that I want to do. I think a lot of people want to do, and they see it, and they say, like, man, they're playing at a high level. But you see a picture of them on the podium, and you think, oh, what's that? that? That's just some old guy up there and some, you know, junior in high school or something. No. Like, it, it makes it more beautiful. It makes it more... Uh, um, uh, Bringing more people together, I, I just think it's homogenous would be yeah, a nice yeah, word. Yeah. Well, I know we're getting short of time here, but I've got a few questions. <laughs> that it, Yeah, this thing just flies. <laughs> um, so I, I, last time you were here, we talked about, you know, kind of aiming high by naming it the uh, the National Coob Championship. Yep, yep. The own the space. Coob World. Where, where, where do you make that step if, 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 if Eau Claire is the hot spot? And probably you said some of the high hottest 
and best players in the country are here. Is there such a thing as a Kube World Championship, and is that possible of having it and hosting it here? Yeah, so it already exists in Sweden. So Sweden hosts the World Championship, and that's the oldest tournament in the world. Um, I was fortunate enough to play there twice. We had a guy from Eau Claire um, play there last year, um, and we've had a couple. Of our, we have a couple of families here that have gone and played. Um, so there's there's the World Championship. There's a European Kube Championship. Um, so there's. It's, I mean, there's that global appeal for it, you know, because of that. So, any chance of them moving that for a year? No, I think the world championship, I don't, I guess I don't know everything, but it's been on this island of Goatland out in the Baltic Sea forever almost 30 years. It's like moving uh, St. Andrews, yeah, yeah, it's not gonna happen. And that's where the game originated, and that's where you know they played on farms and everything. So, that's that's not going anywhere, I don't think. Unrelated question, but totally related. You're having a national championship, bringing in lots of folks from outside the area here in mid-July. There's so much going on here in July. How do you find rooms for them? How I mean, how, how does that all work out? Because finding a hotel room in Eau Claire between Memorial Day and Labor Day is a challenge regardless. And how do you host an event with everything else going on? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. And I'll be honest with like, my mom and stepdad have been coming up since 2007 for the championship. And I think when they first started coming up here in 2007, like the whole, the average hotel room was like not very expensive, right? In 2007. Now, like good, I mean, it's tough to find one. And if you do, it costs a ton, you know, a little bit more money, obviously. Um, we did start partnering with UWEC. And so they have a dorm room. I forgot the name of it, but it's their newest dorm. And so, um, uh, you can stay on, on campus in that dorm and um, that we had like a few teams stay in there last year and it worked out really really good for them so I guess if anybody's listening they've never been here before and this is something this is stuff that we have on our website and, and I send out emails to the teams but you know if if you know you're coming then you know get your room now because you never know what's going to be happening that weekend you know in addition okay so back to the point if you want to attend mm-hmm. uh, the logistics where do you park does it cost to get in? Where should you stand? Is there any etiquette? I mean, uh, you're not wearing hats like you do for the Kentucky Derby. What's you right. know? How, how do you outfit yourself to 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 go and be a spectator? Are there seats? Do you bring your own seat? Tell us how yep. that all works. Yep, we'll make it easy for you. Parking at a soccer park is super easy. So there's a ton of parking there. That won't be a problem. You can park on the street. You can park in the soccer park. And all free. Parking lot. It's all free. Um, there is no cost for spectators to get in. Uh, you can come out. You can bring your own chair. You can bring an umbrella. You can bring your own canopy. You can you can do whatever you want. There's food out there. Um, you can come up to the to the tent and ask us where maybe the national champions are playing at or the teams you know the top four teams from last year or hey, you know I, I'm originally from Montana. There's a team from Montana this year. Where are they playing? And we'll and we'll tell you what what pitch they're on. So we make it really easy for people. I, I you know I would bring some sunscreen. I would bring some water but no you don't have to bring the water you can buy water there and get water there you can get your swedish broth there so um yeah we make it really easy for spectators we have we have this this family they come every year from like i think it's like green bay to watch i'm like 
why don't you play this year? Like, we just like to watch. They have like, they're like fan favorites of like different teams. I'm like, this is beautiful. No, it's, I've been out there a few times over the years and it's, it's, it's quite a spectacle. It reminds me, I know this is a good analogy, but like going to a, like a cross country track meet mm-hmm. because the whole field is surrounded by yes. all the teams and yes. they have their, their little tents with the canopies and whatever. All of the teams have, or most of the teams all have uh, shirts that identify them. Mm-hmm. Uh, where from a spectator standpoint, where is the kosher place to sit so you are can observe without interfering with play yep so i would say probably we have so we have four rows of coup pitch four rows of 16 coup pitches and i would say anywhere i guess in those aisles right so you, you can sit next to them but that's only like the pitches that are like in the front row we only keep two meters between them uh during uh, from from one to sixteen, so I would say behind them and just just watch them. And if you're standing there, you can watch two games at one time. You can turn around and watch a couple games. You could actually position yourself and watch um, the team that won it last year at the same time as you could watch the team that finished um, like third or fourth last year. So you could do that if you again if you want to go out and watch just whatever type of team, you you can go out there and do that. And it's funny you said about the canopies. Now um, we used to do like a Friday night social in town. We used to organize it, plan it, show up with, with the big trophy, do all that. And for a couple of years, like nobody was coming. And we we're like, what's going on? And then our friend, like, everybody's at the soccer park. Everybody's out there. People just show up. People start showing up on Thursday now, Wednesday. But on Friday night, that place is packed and the canopies are already up. And it's just, it's this feeling, it's this vibe. And then the Eau Claire, uh, the park and rec department, they come out and, uh, they, you know, they mow it on Friday night, and so people have to move. So, and no other city gets that. No other city has the parks department that will come out and mow Friday night for the Saturday morning championship for their scoop tournament. And then they come out Sunday morning and they mow that area for the semifinals before the semifinals. That grass is so cut. you have your your own your own your, your own uh, grounds crew. It's on. It's unbelievable. People don't realize it. It's, it's a huge thank you to the city of Eau Claire for that. Final question. So in Coob, I mean, cowboy bells, yelling and screaming, chanting, defense, video replay boards, any of that going on? I love, there's no video replay yet except for after. You, you can analyze things. But um, if, if I could change one thing, that would be um, people to feel more comfortable, to get more excited for big shots. Right. So I think it's just maybe it's this, you know, Wisconsin nice or this you don't, you don't or want the golf, the polite golf. No, plan. like, yeah. I want, let's go. Like, woo. And, and I think we do get that a little bit, but there's room for us to feel like that's OK to do that even more, especially when you get on Sunday and then the semifinals and the final on Sunday. And sometimes the crowd does get a little crazy. And I think that's beautiful because me as a competitor, that's the type of environment that I would want to be in. And I and I was in at Worlds. And it's just like it's crazy. And, uh, you know, here, here in Eau Claire, we have, you know, two, three, four hundred people surrounding the semifinals. And, you know, people can feel welcome to, to make some noise. Where you get 200 people just standing surrounding a spot, it might as well be 20,000 at that right, point. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Heat is on. Well, thank you for listening to Scott, Eric, and me talk over a beer today. If you like what you heard, please give Banker with a Beer a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Northwestern Bank website, or wherever you listen to your podcast from. Banker with a Beer is sponsored by Northwestern Bank, building strong communities where people matter.